Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guests are Mark and Jennifer Hinkle. Mark and Jennifer are the owners of Olive and Oak and the Clover and the Bee Restaurants in St. Louis. They are also the founders of the Ollie Hinkle Heart Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to fighting the leading birth defect in the U.S., congenital heart defects. Hello, Mark and Jennifer. Hi, thanks for having us. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Two restaurants and a not-for-profit, that's, those are, those are tough gigs. (laughs) They are, but it's, it's passion. That's right. We we love what we do on both, both the restaurant side and the non-profit side, so... It's a and lot you, of work, but doesn't always feel that way. But you, mm-hmm. you make, you've done this for amazing reasons, and and so you know, let's like lay the foundation for everyone. Where did this all begin? Mark and I had um, our son Ollie was born in 2011, and when he was three days old, we found out he had a heart defect. We were waiting to be discharged from the hospital when his pediatrician heard a heart murmur, and um, fast forward. Uh, A few months later, he was having open heart surgery, um, and we thought we were in the clear at that time, and then they diagnosed him with heart block, so he needed a pacemaker um, when he was eight months old. And that's when we really thought that the dust was settling and we were good to go. Um, And then he came down with the flu when he was one year old, and when children with heart defects um, or compromised immune systems become sick, it's a little harder on their bodies than um, an otherwise healthy child. So um, he unfortunately uh, it passed away from his, uh, due to the flu and complications with his heart defect. And um, that sort of set everything in motion with Mark and my own involvement in the local heart community. It led us to um, our meeting our business partners today who we now own Olive and Oak and the Clover and the Bee with, um, with another venture coming this fall. Um, so definitely a huge loss, uh, very hard, um, but so much has come from it. And I think that that's one of the reasons that we're able to keep going and be in this tough business. Um, when we talk about a passion project, it's not easy every day, but when it gets hard, we can get ourselves back into perspective pretty quickly when we remember um, who it's all based upon. So that is, it's unbelievable that you guys could take something, which is the fear of every parent out there, the huge fear. Um, you know, we, we, we have these wonderful little beings that come into our life and then the whole time you're just scared because you, you want the best for them and you, mm-hmm. you're constantly having to watch over them. And, and I can't even, um, I, I just can't even imagine. But I'm also in awe of you that you could take this huge, very tragic, trauma-ridden part of your world and, and say, all right, so this sucks and we do not want to see this for other people. What can we do to change? Mm-hmm. And then you started this amazing foundation. Yeah. In the days when I'll, after Ollie passed away for his services, we requested that attendants bring a donation for pediatric heart research in lieu of flowers. And in just two days, we raised $13,000 um, from that request. And 
that was obviously, we were still in a lot of pain at that time. Um, but when we handed that check over to um, the Children's Heart Foundation, knowing that we were making a difference in this fight against the disease that took our son, it really shed some light on that dark time. And um, it felt good and we wanted to keep going. So we just have kind of over the past six years, we've followed our hearts and we've done what felt right. And um, we're helping families whose struggles we know all too well um, firsthand. And um, those are the things that keep us going. And it allows us to still talk about him and gives his short life um, so much meaning. And um, we feel closest to him when we're working in his name. It's amazing. And so... Congenital heart disease. What is that exactly? I guess I'm not the best for the textbook <laughs> definition. We're not going to let any, Mark talk, any, actually. Any, I guess <laughs> any, you know, any, any issue structural. with your heart that you're born with, it's, I guess, structural is part is, of the oh, definition. Oh, okay. So it is structural. I mean, it's, it's a pretty broad range of, got, yeah. you know, okay. from Ollie was born with what's considered a pretty minor heart defect in the heart world initially, a, a VSD, mm -hmm. um, just small hole. Got ya. Okay. There are more the than 40 different types of CHD. So really? it's, it's summed up as a structural malformation in the heart, um, which can, it can affect different parts of the heart. Some of them are more severe than others. None of them have a known reason or cure. Um, so it is a very broad disease that affects one in 100 babies each year. Um, but no cure or have you that really still, so like there's not, there's not been any, like what kind of, I mean, there has to have been advancements. I mean, there's, there's been there's a ton. Been point. Yeah. I mean, some, some, you know, like we said, VSDs, things like that. Some often will heal on their own if they're minor. Okay. Um, some you just live with and may have minor complications, but never major complications or surgeries and others have, you know, pretty um, regular surgeries that they know that they're, they're going to have to go through. Hit. Okay, I um, gotcha. So mm -hmm. diagnosis has advanced a ton since, even since we've been thrown into the world of heart defects. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, treatment is great and treatment's gone a long way, but still so, so far to go. I think wow. people don't realize... Um, there isn't a cure for them, but there are repairs. So okay. even um, depending on the severity of the heart defects, um, which some go undiagnosed and people live their whole lives with them. And then others, you have children who um, maybe they're just following them for the first couple years of their life and then every few years thereafter. Um, but some of them do require open heart surgery. I think it's like... 25% require surgery in the first year. Oh gosh. But um but those are just repairing the defect. They're not fixing it. And so these children um some of them need a series of surgeries. Some of them need surgeries every time they grow cuz maybe they have a valve replacement and when their heart gets bigger, they need a bigger valve. Wow. Um but they are these children with CHD who 
um, God willing, are growing into adults with CHD, they're being followed their whole life by a cardiologist. Um, wow. Some of them taking medicines their whole life. Unbelievable. You guys are amazing. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to okay. talk more about all of this. Okay, and so we are back with Mark and Jennifer Hinkle, and we were talking about your Ali Hinkle Foundation. And what all does your foundation do? We do a lot. I mean, was started first and foremost for research. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, it's research for congenital heart defects has been pretty grossly underfunded. You know, in in the past, up until now, you're starting to see significant um, organizations like ours that are starting to make a difference there, um, but over for forever it hasn't received the funding and the research so we're starting to see a difference being made there um, but outreach is hugely important to us that's what got us kind of involved in the charitable side of heart defects was the the generosity and kindness that was shown to us both before Ali passed and um, after we kind of set out um our whole mission and sort of the heart and soul of the work we do is really based on all the love and support that Mark and I received during his life and and after his death. Um, We, to this day, feel very blessed for all of that. And um, we just kind of made it our mission to get out there and take all that love that we received and put it back out into the world for these families who we know were struggling or hurting or feeling alone. Um, so the work is kind of all, all of our outreach is based off of that. And you, you actually help support the families, like, you know, the fam- you know, families and dealing with everything, all the emotion and trauma mm-hmm. and everything they're dealing with, you help support them as well. Yeah, I mean, often the parents, unfortunately, get left behind, you know, while they're dealing with this long stays in hospitals, sometimes out of state because you have to, there's, we're blessed to be in St. Louis where we have such great hospitals right. with the resources we need right. for children to go through what Ollie went through. And um, not everybody has that. So you see parents who, one's at home with the kids, one's at the hospital for extended time, sometimes out of state, yeah. um, sometimes leaving their jobs. So, um it's, it's become important to us. Yeah. And it's important for and those the, parents. And the mental well-being is something else that we work on. So that's one of our <clears throat> one of our programs is um, that we provide free mental health services for the parents of the children with CHD through St. Louis Children's Hospital. And it's a program we're hoping um, in the next couple of years to bring to Cardinal Glennon as well. Um, because like Mark said, these families are... There's one family in particular that's on my mind and my heart all the time. Um, They have been, they live outside of St. Louis and they have three children, one with a heart defect, and they've been in Boston for the past six weeks at their child's bedside who needed to go there for his heart repair. And so mom has been away from dad. She's been away from her other two kiddos. And I think she's been able to make a trip back and forth once and the kids have gone up there to visit but this is just the reality for these families um, because life goes on for the other children and and for the other parent who has to keep their medical insurance and so on the parents should be in a good place to be able to take care of the kiddos yeah Yeah, right and mental health i mean you know it's it's huge Mm -hmm. I, i mean i feel like now we are really beginning you know i 
that's been a trend that Finally. we're starting to understand that, you know, these parents aren't made of stone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they and they they are like trying to be being just a parent is difficult. Yeah. Being a parent of a child that's having, you know, t- these health issues that no one seems to understand and it's frustrating and you got, you know, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it must be crazy stressful and I love that they have this support. I love that you guys have done this and you, you've recognized that that is a huge part of what needs to happen for all of them. So, God, I mean, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. We're we're lucky to be in a situation where we have this platform to, to do this and to raise these funds. Um, but, yeah, there's been a great response. The need that we set out with, um, the need we set out to try to meet, um, the parents have been very responsive to this program and and we're actually not even able to cover all the referrals that come our way. So we're trying to look at ways to grow the program and reach all the parents. And I think the ultimate dream would someday to have these services for the children as well. Um, but we... Beyond that, we um, just try to do other little things. We take care packages to the children and the parents when they're in the hospital. And we have we try to have some events on the calendar each year to promote heart families meeting one another. Um, it's always invaluable for a new heart family to meet an experienced heart family that can kind of show them the way and right. remind them they're not alone and just promote bonds and and fellowship among these families and build their confidence and their role as a heart parent. And, mm. and with the advances in... Um, treatment, we're seeing more and more kids surviving, you know, so we're also helping find them, help them navigate, you know, their teenage years, et cetera, as they. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So Ali lives on, Mm -hmm. obviously, but he, he also has a part in the restaurant. He does. Yeah. So we, we opened Alvin Oak in 2016. Um, with our, our business partners who unfortunately lost their son Oaks to a congenital heart defect at the same age roughly as Ollie. And um, so we had set out to open this restaurant. The name Olive and Oak, you know, pays homage to the boys and um, certainly the the decor and so much about the restaurant and just the, the love we try to spread, I think. It's um, just obvious. ties into our organization. Oh, I love being in there. It's so comfy and it's like love, love, love everywhere. It feels good. And the nicest people on earth work there. <laughs> I mean, it's our staff just, is it's amazing. Incredible. And the food, okay. It's just come on. It is so good. So tell me about the I mean, developing, you know, your menu and I mean, I mean we we lived in Webster Groves and just wanted to bring another restaurant option to the community and it's something I've been in the business for most of my adult life and have wanted to to go out and open a restaurant on my own and when we met the Ortels unfortunately through the circumstances of losing our sons um, you know they kind of shared that that same vision for our community and we we set out and opened Olive and Oak we I was blessed to get the opportunity to meet Jesse Mendica, our chef and partner at the restaurant, in our time together at Annie Guns. And it was the right career move for her at the same time to come along with us. And it's just been magical ever since. And, oh, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And then you opened another one because apparently you don't have enough time <laughs> to, you know, why, why not? Let's just, let's just do a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that is really, I mean, seriously, these are both, this is 
difficult. These are difficult businesses. If we hadn't gone in there, someone else would. So we couldn't pass up that space yeah. that was right next it's door. Ours. <laughs> yeah. It's ours. We'd set out from day one to just grow our community. And it was just another way to do it. And, you know, we're it, everything about it just is a feel-good thing. We're trying to do things that, that lift up our community. We're providing jobs. We're just, cre- you know, just creating a great workplace for so many things. And we just, we love it. And I think it's just so important to us, the way it's all intertwined in, in the community. Mm-hmm. And you have... There's, I know. So you just talked about uh, somebody went to kindergarten this morning. When so you, how many kids do you have? Now? So we have Maddie is in fifth grade and Annie just started kindergarten today. Oh, so gotcha. they're both at Bristol, which backs up to the restaurant. So we, we basically share a parking lot almost with the elementary school. So the kids come and oh, go. And, are people like really excited when you sign up to make something to bring to somebody <laughs> oh, yeah. <for> school? <laughs> I think that's why <laughs> we're invited to all on. the parties. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the Hinkles are coming. All right, well, tell, we'll, we'll take a look at the menu. Let's see what they should bring. Yeah. <laughs> We're invited to all the potlucks. I bet. <laughs> I mean, the pressure's got to be kind of on. Like, if you showed up with some cream cheese dip, they people would be like, "Oh, really? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> See, I don't since I I, I don't cook, and you know, my, I'm, it's easy. Like, I show up with a bag of candy, and people are happy. I contributed something, so <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh my gosh! So so, I, and both the restaurants. I mean, they're they're a little bit different. Yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. their and what they're serving and their style. I mean, they kind of both have that intimate feel. Good, you just like kind of want to be there. You can hang out there forever. I'm sure there's turning tables might be a difficult thing at your place. <laughs> like, so, you guys want to leave yet? No, but um, but tell me about the restaurants. I think we said we just wanted to be fun. That was the biggest thing. We wanted to have places where you just enjoyed going. You could kick back, relax, escape from whatever you have going on in the outside world. Life's stressful for so many of us. And, it is. You know, it's good to be able to escape. And I think that's why a lot of people go out to dinner far beyond just sustenance, as we know. And, um, you know, we try to just have really, really amazing food and a fun environment. And Olive and Oak is just driven by Jessie's uber creative mind. And her team just comes up with just crazy good food all the time. And Menu changes a little bit every day, so you always have a chance to find something new. And and Clover is a little has an Italian influence, so pastries, coffee, espresso, um, in the evenings, pasta, and you know it's it's really awesome too. So yeah, great cocktails at both places and wine list. Mm -hmm. So everybody out there, you know where to eat tonight: Olive and Oak, or the Clover and the Bee. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back with question time. Okay, it is question time. Um, and so what you, you, you talked about one family, but you know, just what is like a, a top of mind story at this moment for just what you do at your foundation? You know, mm. it's like maybe a family you're working with right now or uh, something that has inspired you guys recently. Oh, wait, I know what we should talk about. Mm. November. Oh, well, that's definitely Let's top of mind. Let's talk about November. Yeah. This is a top of the mind. Yeah. All right, November it is. What's okay. going on in November? <laughs> well, we have our um, our annual signature fundraiser where we get the most of our, our dollars so that we can do the work that we do is Eat, Drink, Love. It's formerly iHeart Food and Wine. We rebranded this year. 
um, because the event has, it started off with a big focus on food and wine and it's grown into, um, there's obviously, everyone knows there's so many great breweries in St. Louis and they're heavily involved with the event. So we didn't want to leave our beer people out. This year we're featuring some local mixologists, so we didn't want to leave the cocktail people out. So um, Eat, Drink, Love, it features 25 or so local restaurants, all the best, Um, Olive and Oak and Clover and the Bee, obviously. And we have Niche Group comes out, Sydney Street, Balkan Treat Box, um, Billie Jean, Miley, all the... Everyone's favorite restaurants are there or the ones you want to try. They're, They're all there. And... Then we have more than 250 wines to taste, all really premium wines. wines. Yeah, Ooh, very good wines. Good wine. <laughs> um, everyone that comes and pours wine, I think they kind of have like a contest amongst themselves. Like no one wants to have the the lesser of the wines at the event, but because <laughs> um, they just bring stellar um, options for tasting. And six or seven local brewers come and then this year some mixologists from some of the great cocktail programs around St. Louis. Very cool. You know, I kind of, I sort of grew up at Sydney Street, I feel like. Mm. That was my um, college. That When I was in college, I worked at Sydney Street when Tom and Lisa McKinley owned oh, wow. it. That's awesome. And um, it was great. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved it. And then even when I was done with, col- when I was out of college and I got my first job and Ooh, I wasn't making very much. And so um, I was like, Tom, can I please come work here on the weekends? And he let me. Yeah. You know, and it, I just, oh my gosh, I have such. It's a St. Louis staple for sure. <clears throat> it's an awesome. If only, it's an I awesome mean, I hope place. that all of an oak can see that same, um, that we can be around and sort of hold that the same footing that Sydney Street has managed to hold all these years. I think you're doing good. <laughs> I think you're a long way to go. You're definitely on your way. All right. What is Heart Talk? I noticed that on your mm-hmm. uh, website. So Heart Talks are these, um, it refers to these monthly um, or every so often meetups that we have for the Heart families. So they started as sort of a a casual roundtable discussion for heart moms to participate in. And we would... Occasionally a dad too, right? Occasionally a dad. You let them in every once in a while. Every once in a while. (laughs) Um, And it's moving in that direction more. But we have a whole list of topics that we know are important to heart families. Everything from navigating um, elementary school to um, real talk about CHD from children who have CHD themselves to um, relationships and and marriage and um, the the list goes on. So we choose a topic for each meetup and explore it in depth. We'll have a panel of experts come to speak on the topic. Um, There's time for the parents to ask questions throughout the the evening and it's set up that way. We want it to feel not like a hospital environment. We want it to just feel casual and laid back. Um, and what we're finding with the heart talks is that um, the moms want to know all this stuff, but the dads do also. And then the the kids want to have some involvement and okay. and the siblings want to have involvement. So we're it's something that sort of, it has legs. It's, it's new um, and it's still developing and um, it's the main objective of it wherever it grows 
too, is that it's providing this platform for Hart families to um, gain more knowledge, um, meet other Hart families. I think the relationships and the connections are such a big, important part of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I yeah. can't imagine. I love it, and that's 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 awesome that you you go into the you know marriage. This you know that's gonna. But there's going to be pressure on your marriage, mm-hmm. and then, but bringing the kids in too. I love how the kids want to know as well. Of course they do. Yeah, you know they're probably like, "What the heck?" And mm-hmm. they're they are feeling it, obviously. Yeah, you know, may they might not be able to put words to it, mm-hmm. but they're feeling it. Um, so Mark shared with me that you guys did a trip to Italy. We and did like <laughs> Luca, and I was just wondering what kind of yummy food did you eat while you were there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Pasta and pizza. <laughs> yeah. The pistachio gelato in Luca was mind blowing. Yes. The there's a there's a uh trotteria called Gigi in Luca that was I highly recommend anybody go there. But Gigi, ph- all Gigi. right. Yeah, phenomenal. Did you did you bring back recipe ideas or thoughts? Oh, we came back with a ton of inspiration for were sure. You, okay, were you guys like taking a million pictures of food while you're there? Was yes. your Instagram a little just? Bit, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure and people couldn't stand it. And now I ate that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Luca was great because it was after having some time on that trip in Rome and in Florence. Um, it Luca's like. A metropolitan city in the middle of like old world Tuscan ruins, but small. So you don't feel like your Rome is big and and right. so populated. And um, Luca is like a a little metropolitan city where you've got all the good stuff. The, was- the history, the food, the shopping. It was a nice transition back to reality after going to Cinque Terre. So. <laughs> yeah. What's Cinque Terre? So the coastal town. You've probably seen pictures of all the real colorful oh, homes right. up okay. on the side of yeah, the coast. Yeah, yeah. It's but there's five villages and you can you can hike along the the bluffs, I guess, there and the water's pristine and mm-hmm. even the anchovies are wonderful yeah. and just Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Fun. crazy. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go to Luca. Go. Yeah. That's sounding good to me. Yes. I like that it's a little bit off the beaten path too and not super touristy. It that, was more yeah. our speed for sure. Yeah. So tell everyone where they can find out about everything that you, you're involved in. Well, we have um, all the social media. We, uh, The foundation and both restaurants have Facebook pages and active Instagram feeds. Um, websites. So, Olive and Oak STL, Clover STL, and theof.org is the website for the OF, which the is foundation. for OHF. The, O-H-H-F, the Ali Heart Foundation. Thank you, thank yes. you. Yep. Very good. Well, you guys, thank you. I mean, really, from the bottom of my heart, which is an appropriate thing to to talk about right yes. now. Um, thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, it's 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 inspiring and it's an amazing journey that you're taking people on and helping, you know, helping those parents that you know firsthand what they're going through and helping them get through this. It's lovely. Thank, thank you, you for being the people you are and for helping to evolve the human race. You're so sweet. <laughs> thank you so much for thank having you. us and letting us spread the word with you. Awesome. All right, everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash. Make sure to subscribe and everyone have a lovely day. Love you. Love you.